Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, John O'Brien, from the Keystone Contractors Association, coming to you from Central PA, right here in the great Quandle studio. Joined, as always, by fellow co-host and all-around great guy, Chris Martin. What's going on today, Chris? Hey, John. I always like how you introduce me. You always make me feel good. Thank you. You know, it's good. It's good to see you and really excited about our episode today because this is something that we admittedly haven't really tackled before. And uh, we've had a lot of conversations about, but um, really haven't dove into it in an episode, right? So no, it's going to be pretty cool. I just saw the Elvis movie, so I'm excited to talk about Elvis today. That's that's the topic, right? <laughs> nice. Yes. It wasn't, oh, it wasn't a bad the wrong movie. note card. I'm sorry. It's the wrong one. <laughs> it wasn't a bad movie, though. But, no, uh, but yeah, we're, I think we got a really uh, a very timely, very useful episode here. What do you think? We do. We do. We have some good stuff yeah. here. This fall, Pennsylvania is going to be the focal point across the country when it comes to the elections. Everyone wants to know what's going on in PA, and who better to have on to talk about the upcoming election than the General Contractors Association of Pennsylvania Chairman Stephen Macero? Oh, Steve! <laughs> wow, rousing introduction. Thank you. You bet. You good bet. to be here. You bet. He's so, good at that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is. Like Mike, Michael yeah. Buffer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Boy, is that a fitting con- fitting way to tie into this conversation, right? Wow. It's going to be quite the rumble uh, come election day. It's already started. All the Twitter wars and social media wars are happening. And everyone's talking about the governor's race in Pennsylvania. And of course, the U.S. Senate seat with, with Pat Toomey retiring. Um, what are your thoughts, Steve? Well, uh, certainly it's... Uh... Pennsylvania has become the you know, focus of uh, you know and priority for these candidates in uh, Democrats, Republicans, uh, and you know it could go either way. And um, you know as, as we say it, uh, you say it, KCA, and we say it, the MBA and GCAP. We don't we don't um, endorse candidates. We we endorse issues. So. I think that's well said, and and um, we'll see how this race goes. A lot of money's being thrown around, and a lot of money's being raised, and it's really uh, it's really critical, whatever way it goes. So it's an interesting time in Pennsylvania for sure, but a critical time too. Yeah, Steve, you just—I think you made a really good point there, and I think that's kind of the theme for our our episode today. Is we want to talk about the issues and not so much the you know the cast of characters, if you will. So I'll ask you, what are some of the issues that are facing? That GCAP is, is is faced with, and and also you know beyond GCAP, but the industry as a whole. It's always a good question, and certainly easy one is workforce. There's not enough of whatever in Pennsylvania right now. There we could we need more carpenters, and we need more drywall finishers, and we need more painters. And and how do we do that? That's been a focus for a while now. Then COVID hit and it kind of slowed things down a little bit in that regard. But people retired during that time period. So, you know, really, you know, a candidate that really has a good plan and develops a good concept for how do we get people into the building trades? How do we get people that um, in this age of social media and phones, you know, how do we get them interested in working with their hands and bring back that pride uh, that comes from that? So workforce development plans are really critical, at least in Pittsburgh. You know, it's just really, really, really tight and makes it hard to 
produce projects you know, want to do a safe on budget on schedule schedule is really challenging right now because you typically don't have enough of whatever to man a job and and um it's, it's not going to get better it's going to get worse so that's a huge a huge topic and the second one would be you know how do we become a more business friendly state from a tax perspective you know how do we attract businesses in pittsburgh you know what do we do with our central business district downtown how do we change kind of this new norm that seems to be the norm hopefully it doesn't stay that way in my opinion but you know, the people that that um, are perfectly content working from home and you have you know 60 story story buildings in our central business district that are a third full you know other buildings same same way what does that new new kind of normal look like and and how do we track those businesses to our region to the state absolutely yeah yeah there's uh, tons of issues and uh you know, let's hope whoever gets elected is up to the challenge and can help our industry and can help our state advance. Um, yeah. But, you know, Steve, you and I, we've known each other for a couple of years, you know, maybe 15 or so. And and <laughs> and you started at Macero, I'm going to say early 90s, I believe. Yep. Early 90s. So over that time, have you seen election time? Like, what's your opinion on on elections? amongst the workforce, amongst your company? And does it get more intense now or is it just media hyping it up, you know? And um, I can't say it? typically in the office, it's not talked about too often. You do see on job sites, one extreme or the other for a candidate that there's a, there's a little bit too much extremism, in my opinion. If you don't agree with my whatever position, then you're my enemy and the, the cordiality uh, and respect seems to have gone by the wayside. If you're an R or you're a D, and you're then you're my enemy, and that's just that that never that never went. When you have that kind of, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Or should I say, if you lead with kind of anger and hate, that never wins. So I just we try to encourage that kind of cordiality. Is kind of listen. Everyone's shaped and uh, differently. Everyone's gone through different life experience, how they were raised. That makes us all different, but that doesn't mean, therefore, they're my uh, enemy and therefore we don't like them. And we're getting that. We're seeing that too often with our that that's our leaders of our state and our, our country. You're seeing that too uh, way too often with the, with those leaders that uh, if you're not with me, you're against me. And I think that's that's never good. And that's what's changed the most. Steve, it, it, your company and then with other GCs that you cordial with, have you heard of a you know, this is a no politics talking zone? To, to kind of reduce that that confrontation or are those have you heard of that anywhere I'm not not proactively saying that it just seems like it's such a volatile topic that most people almost all people just don't go there anymore because it can elicit you know extreme opinions and disagreements certainly when you had covid you know in meetings you know whatever the policies were they were what they were, and you could voice your opinion if you didn't agree with them or if you did agree with them, but they were the policies, and you just you go by what um, what we're being recommended to do to keep us all safe. So you kind of know where people stand, but you don't allow their you don't allow that um, kind of uh, anger to take hold. Uh, and I, I think everyone's done a pretty good job at that, at least from a meeting perspective, and and. Um, you know, if you if you if you work in a hospital and you have to have a vaccination, those are the rules. And when you don't have enough people, though, 
workers, it becomes hard. I'm, I'm going to make sh- make you go get a vaccine, and if you don't get a vaccine, you can't work at this hospital. But you need those people, so it becomes it becomes um, challenging. You try to encourage them. You know, we think it's the, the right thing to do, the safe thing to do. But um, it's America, so everyone has their right to exercise their opinion and not do it. So that's made it hard. You did a very good job of answering that, by the way. And then yes. I wasn't trying to call, call it out. I think you did a very good job. Yeah. Thank but uh, one other question then too is like you know I, I remember growing up and 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 hearing my father, my grandfather, and, and and my family always saying, "Oh well, we're gonna this year we're gonna vote straight party line. One year it's D, one year it's R." And I'm curious to both of you, both John and Steve, are, are you hearing that a lot too, or is it just I'm gonna vote for the best candidate? I'll I'll go first, and John, okay. you, you can go. Yep. But I, I wasn't didn't feel like it was that long ago, 10, 15 years ago. It was blue collar, union, whatever workers. We go there for the working man, business leaders. You know that that we're gonna go are better for business. That has really changed, and I don't know when that changed, but um, they're now looking at who is the best candidate for you know their their t- particular. Uh, issues that are important to that individual or um, a business that's important to their to their business. So that seems to have really changed. Um, uh, union supporting Republicans. I don't think I don't know. If, I felt like it was ten years ago that would have never happened. But that's they're just looking for the best right. possible candidate that helps them the most, and um, that's the biggest change I, I've seen. Yeah, same same here. I've seen that too. And and me personally, it's probably around. 2015-ish before the presidential election of, of 16 and and both sides, people in primaries on both sides were just so ugly and just so party first over country. I'm like, I can't take it. I, I can't side. I can't look in the mirror and say I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican. I'm an independent from 2015 on, solely country first type of person. And it's it's so awesome. And Steve, I think you're a couple years behind me. But it's so awesome when you get kids that are voting age and you could look through the process through their eyes. And my oldest daughter gets to vote for the first time this year and she's she's taking it serious. She's so excited to vote and she asks questions about the candidates and it's it's just awesome. And I've noticed that, too. Like, I think the straight party line voting is extreme now. I don't I don't know if that happens as much anymore to answer your question, Chris. I think people like like Steve said, you know, they look at the issues, who's better for my family, my company, my career, okay. you know, my everything. So you look at and and like I said, I country first, you know, and I really got that. And I think everyone that doesn't understand that should be forced to go to boot camp. I can remember back in boot camp in the Navy, first week the drill instructor comes in in the uh in the room, you know, and says, well, all the Republicans raise their hand. A bunch of hands went up, you know, there's 80 recruits in the room where all the Democrats raised their hand, a bunch of hands went up. And then he goes, everyone, when you wear that uniform, you're an American, you're not a Democrat, you're not a Republican, you're a man. Remember that for the rest of your life. When this uniform's on, you do what's best for the country. So, and I've kind of carried that with me, so. That's good, that's good. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because especially as a military guy, you know, and and all the work that you do with veterans and and all of those things, I think this is this is a perfect time that 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 story needs to be told more and more. I think you know just to to because it is the country first versus you know political sides and those type of things. But so I, again, I'll ask the question to both of you, uh, and not 
asking to, for your personal opinions, but how do you overcome that confrontational, uncomfortable conversation that is bound to happen between now and November? I would say, Chris, it, it would be just whatever you decide to vote, whoever you decide to vote for, whatever position you have, do it with dignity and and um, respect the fact that somebody might not agree with you. Respect the fact that um, you know that might be a really tight race, and someone who's Democrat might win, someone who's Republican might win. But whenever that happens, it's the election results, and and uh, live with it. And then um, that doesn't mean you have to become a total fan of the person who wins, but you should also not spew uh, and contribute to any sort of uh, hate or or anger. Uh, it, it, you, you, you know. Whoever wins will win fair and square, and um, you go go along with that. And and um, you know, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. We bid work every week, and sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. You just have to, okay, those are the results, and you move on, and you go to the next one, and you keep keep going forward uh, in a positive way. But don't contribute to the to any sort of uh, of undermining or 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 hate that goes along with that kind of disappointing loss you might receive. Well said. I would add too that even though someone might not have your line of thought or your line of thinking, you know, and agree with you on policies. The people that are running for office, and I've, I've seen this firsthand as representing GCAP in Harrisburg, and I've gotten to know a lot of legislators on both sides of the aisle. And they they might be, they might lean party first over country or whatever, but, but I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone running for public office that doesn't, doesn't love America. You know, so keep that in mind and people just let their opinions go far fetched and people get crazy with their with their hatred. You know, so just they're people, too, and they want to do what's best. But their idea of what's best isn't yours doesn't mean you can, you know, do all sorts of hatred stuff and, you know, bring the hate out. So they're people, too. You guys are knocking this out of the park, I think. <laughs> this is and it, and it's, see, it brings the A game every time I see him. Man. You got yeah. to <laughs> step up and play, you know, as far as low, John. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing too is you know kind of getting back to some of the issues like are are there i mean we we talked about steve you mentioned workforce you talked about um you know the the, the acceptance of the outcomes but are there other other trends or other topics that to, to discuss in this forum right today as we encourage people to get out and vote and and learn more about the as much as we can about the you know the elected or the potential or prospective candidates. What are some other I issues that certainly, we're looking at? You know, encouragement of people to vote. That's that's your that's your voice. Your vote does count. Um, this will uh, appears to be, whether it's the Senate race or the uh, governor's race, it seems like it's going to be pretty close. So whatever you decide to do, do it. Go go go! Vote is a is a big encouragement, and um, you know the other thing we talked about a little bit was just whatever whoever wins, you know, creating a better uh, and improved business environment in Pennsylvania uh, in the U.S. is really important and workforce, as we talked about before. And workforce, amen. Yep. <laughs> Let's take it beyond November, and uh, obviously we don't know the outcomes or any of those things. But w- what's next for GCAP? Where does this go? You know, once the election's over, what, what's the next step for GCAP in that process? Yeah, so there's very few session days, you know, leading up to the end of the year, which the legislative session ends November 30th. Governor Wolf has committed to not having a sign and die session, which is the period after the election um, where issues fly like crazy. So there's very little 
action that will happen the rest of this year. But GCAP's already scheduled to meet by the end of the year to game plan and get an agenda together for next year. Uh, most of our issues are in the Labor Committee and the Senate and the House. And on the House side, both chair people are retiring. So we're meeting now with potential chairs just to let them know what's important to us, you know, workforce being number one. Uh, let, let the chairs know our important issues and letting them know we're a resource and can help with the committee. And the Senate will likely have the same chairs, but we're just keep those bonds, keep those relationships going and just be the voice of uh, the management side of the industry in Harrisburg and prepare for next session. There's always next session. So the sun always rises. <laughs> and I'll just add to the, we have a public construction pro procurement law from, I believe, 1913 the Separations Act that we've been trying to modernize. And uh, it's really important that we at least give school districts, public entities, a choice in how they deliver their projects, not utilizing this this law from, I think, I believe, John, we're the only state that still yeah. has this law. So always on our agenda, you know, at this point, probably nothing's going to happen with it. But uh, whoever uh, becomes our next governor, uh, as John said, and whoever wins whatever other races that are out there, working with them to at least try to modernize that and maybe not repeal it, but at least give choices to public entity school district, K-12 school districts primarily. Was that the MBA calling on the phone call there? Just hey, Steve, make sure you mention the Separations Act in this interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. Every little bit helps, right? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today on the Building Pay podcast. This has been a very insightful conversation and, and really helpful. As we said at the beginning, you know, get out and vote. Take your time, understand the positions and, and uh, the candidates and really help, uh, as John said, you know, help the country and help your business and, and keep things moving forward. So that, thank you again, Steve. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, John. I appreciate the uh, invitation to participate, and um, thanks for thanks for your time. Thanks for all the work thanks, you're Steve. doing to improve Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining the Building PA podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.